Does it require you have to go to a seminar where you have to sit down for hours and not take a leak? Adam Curry, John C. Devorah. It's November 8, 2009. Time for your Gitmo Nation media assassination episode 146. This is no agenda. We're looking over here while you're looking over there. And coming to you from the minimum security containment cell in Gitmo Nation West, San Francisco, California. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And I'm John C. Dvorak. Hey, thanks, John. I uh, I always like a little surprise. <laughs> I thought I wanted to see if you were quick on the draw. Wow, not bad. <laughs> no, actually, you hit it okay, except for the the the, uh, the fact that you uh, made that a I, sound. Yeah, that I went. Oh, no, no. Uh, so Taylor Swift was on Saturday Night Live apparently last night. We missed it. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna tell you. It's actually gonna be one of my my first topics for this morning. Um, yesterday or last night, I was looking at trending topics on Twitter, which uh, is kind of I like that a lot because it's kind of like a pulse, you know, of the nation of the universe, what people are talking about. And so, of course, uh, a couple of interesting things have happened. Uh, yesterday, uh, a monumental bill was passed in uh in the senate and uh, and i look at the trending topics topics uh, i'm going from the top of the list down uh top of the list is three words after sex then there's snl taylor swift and then healthcare reform <laughs> it's just like i'm so happy we have our priorities completely set straight here yeah i think we nailed it <laughs> so uh yeah i didn't see it obviously i, I, I did it. i did watch some of the some of the debate yesterday, actually, quite a lot of the debate yesterday. Oh, it was dreadful. Yeah, it's um, Mickey's hair. We had to go. We had to, went to a benefit uh, dinner last night, and Mickey's uh, hairdresser Will came in, and uh, they're like, what, "What is this boring stuff you're watching? Who are these old guys being so boring?" So yeah, that's your government at work, dude. It well, was. That's pre- what you, yeah, well, it, I don't it want was. To say it bad was about hairdressers. It was pretty boring. Actually, yeah, no, it was because these de- this debate has already taken place. I mean, we just just a rerun. There was these two guys. I, I have the, I didn't send you this clip, but these these two guys. It's, it was amazing. It was a, two Republicans. It was ten p.m. Eastern time, and they had the whole house to themselves. And I guess some you know some bored guy had to stay there with his gavel. What time did and, it end? Well, oh. this was something else. This was this. I don't know what time it ended. I don't know. Somebody, you know, I, did you watch I, any of the coverage yesterday? I, w- I was personally, I was enthralled. I'm like, oh man, it's so interesting how how this is happening, and people just saying they're going, yes, no, did two, did not, and it's like, who, and then they vote. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. It's weird. Yeah, well, they, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're gonna have to let it shake out. Go over this bill. They still have to, you know. It's still not the the, the final. Oh, okay. Hold on. First of all, before we move another muscle, who is uh, today's executive producer, John? Yes, today's executive producer, and thanks for reminding me, mm-hmm. is uh, the inimitable James Briscoe. Our, uh, as he likes to put it, our one uh, listener on uh, Gitmo Island. Long Island, Gitmo Long Island. <laughs> okay. Long Gitmo Island, whatever you want to call it, in the little town of Bayshore. Oh, nice. And he uh, gave us 233.63 with a rather long explanation, which I can read now or later. 
And I think I'll save it for the uh, rundown of the other contributors. Yeah, but anyway, but let's let's thank let's thank him very much uh, for being uh, this episode's executive producer. You can put that on your resume as pr- executive producer of No Agenda, episode one hundred and forty-six, starring John C. Dvorak and Adam Curry and a cast of thousands. Uh, it might get you work. He's uh, given us money before. It seems to me that he doesn't need work. <laughs> <laughs> really? He's a oh. generous guy, oh, okay. but he's apparently a, uh, he's something of, I don't want to disparage anybody, but he's something of a nerd geek because he has a, he obviously, uh, is uh, he has an explanation for this uh, this odd amount that uh, well we'll get def- we'll, we'll get to it later on defies all logic but anyway I, and I also want to thank uh, or maybe not just thank but also well thank and inform uh, uh, people who have donated to this show uh, last night I took uh, one thousand dollars of uh, no agenda donations and gave that to the Interplast Foundation so uh, they're very happy with that. What's Interplast? Explain. Interplast is a very interesting organization. They've been around for 40 years. And what they do is in, uh, mainly in third world countries. Uh, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a very, it's funny. It's a, an organization, uh, where plastic surgeons who don't only just do Hollywood wives, believe it or not, you know, there are some like, you know, people who actually need corrective surgery because they look pretty messed up. Um, they go to third world countries and they do uh, they, they perform surgeries on uh, children who have cleft lips and burns, uh, particularly in uh, in many countries in Africa. If uh, if you're born with a, uh, a cleft lip, then you you have you're, everyone has the same name if they have a cleft lip, which is Ajok, and that means uh, cursed by God. And so these kids can't go to school; they have no future, etc. And so they they perform about I think six thousand surgeries a year. And um, and it, it, I like the organization because there, there's no bullshit. You know, there's no uh, there's no um, they do a dinner like this, and it's all about raising money. There's no show. It's just you know, boom. Here are the people who are doing the work, and they uh, raised uh, seven hundred and thirty thousand dollars last night. It's pretty outstanding. Mm. Yeah, it was uh, more than they raised last year, even in this economy, and uh, uh, it was good. I like it. Uh, Mickey's foundation actually gave a whole shitload of money. She had one of those giant checks <laughs> that she but presented. You, you, that's the checks you guys use anyway. <laughs> yeah, those really big checks. No, but she really had a, an enlarged check, which, of course, I had to carry around all night. Uh, so her foundation uh, gave out a, a huge amount of money. It was fun. But anyway, uh, I thought I'd take some of the no agenda money and uh, put it towards that. Good. So what's uh, and you didn't see Taylor. So did you get to watch? No. no. So unfortunately, I was out doing good, John. I'm sorry, I missed Taylor Swift. You, you can. Yeah, you have a VCR. You are your DVR. A VCR. You no, you have the VCR. I, I however, have, VCR, have high high cutting edge technology. Yeah. Well, you, you can push still the have Betamax. High cutting edge technology. I don't care. I don't want to watch Taylor Swift. I don't. I don't like her. I have to admit the songs are kind of cute when you hear them on the radio. I listen to the Wolf. 95.7 FM. It's the Wolf. Oh! <laughs> That's the new country station in San Francisco. I never heard of it. Oh, it's a great station. It's almost like 80s rock music because that's where all the all the rockers went is to country. It's the only radio that'll still play uh, uh, kind of rock and it's well, that's what country did you become. did you did you see V? Uh, you mean the series? Yeah, it just started this week. Oh, is it a new series? It's back. Ah. Uh. We're taking bets on whether you actually saw it. 
I know. I, I remember V I from like 15 you. years ago. To watch it. I got. I, I made a dub of the show. And uh, who was taking bets? Who was taking bets? Everybody. Because it's about it's essentially it's a, like a uh, metaphor for for Obama. They come down talking about hope and health care. Oh, we're going to bring you universal health care. I mean, the fact you missed this is like, it? Where, what is it? What is it air on? It was. I, I, it's on ABC. <laughs> I can't wait. These aliens are all lizards, by yeah, the way. But this. But this is. I thought this had already. This has been on television a decade ago. Did, I mean, am or I wrong? 20 years? Try 20 years ago. But is it the same series or is it a new version? It's a new version completely from, built from scratch and it's oh. a different kind well, of Well, I'm subtext. sorry, John. I'm watching C-SPAN trying to get some information about what's happening with the country and you're watching V. I went out of my way to just dub a copy. So anyway, I have a copy for you. You can watch Thank it you. later. Thank and you. Can, but I'm not going to watch it. It sucks, okay? So let's start with that. Okay. Well, it's then like why, why would you roller. want me to watch it if it's... it's don't, because don't, it's, don't it's, it's a there. bunch of propaganda that's very interesting. I think you get a kick out of it. There's a big debate going online about whether or not this is a pro-Obama or anti-Obama series. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. I'm not in touch. I'm out there and doing lizards. good for the There's world. Lizards. There's David Icke lizards. <laughs> it's David Icke, not Ikey. <laughs> The liz- it's reptiles. It's not lizards. It's reptiles. They're rept- reptilian, and <laughs> they're, they're hot looking. Oh, are they milfy? Milfy reptiles. I so like uh, there's that. I like it. I like it. So I win the bet. Anyway, so uh, how much did you win? Five thousand dollars. <laughs> Hold on, let me mark that. That will be good for the beginning of the show. <laughs> I just got to keep marking stuff. All right. Um, there was a well, good... we can go. We got our main topics. We can go. We can do a little Iraqi freedom. There's a new uh, government report. I just sent you a copy of it. PDF floating <laughs> around. Operation Iraqi Freedom: Preliminary Observations on DoD Planning for the Drawdown of U.S. Forces from Iraq. This is from the GAO, the General Accounting Office. Hold on, I'm bringing it up right now. And uh, this came out when? I, I love it. I love reading these reports. Yeah, no, these reports are good. They're very, uh, they're very well done. This came out on November second, and it's all about the drawdown. Nobody, of course, is reporting on this. I mean, why? Uh, you, why, why, why would journalists that, actually read this? I mean, that's, our, that seems like actual work. It, it is work, in fact. <laughs> but the, the listeners will have access to it. We'll, we, one of the Twitterers, by the way, sent this in, uh, and. Um, People can read it at their leisure. So, uh, have, have you read it yet? By the way, this is something interesting to me. You know, you read these newspapers and they'll talk about this report, but, they, but, but they'll never give you a link to never it. Never a link. Never, ever a link. It's not hard to find, you know, thanks to Google, but I totally agree. It's even, I was reading the New York Times this morning online because I wanted to know, you know, to catch up on what had happened with the vote for the, uh, it's 3692, I think. It's HR 3692. Or th- is it 3692 or 3962? Whatever. The healthcare bill, the making shit better for Americans. And exactly the same thing. There's not even a link to the actual, to the actual bill. You know, I have to go Googling that. It's like the New York Times doesn't even provide that link. It seems lame. I know where it comes from. I've been there and done that. It's these editors and the guys who run these things. They don't know how online works, which oh, is, of course, right. why they're all going out of business. They say, oh, no, once they leave the site, they'll never they'll come never back. They'll never come back. Do you remember when, um, and I'm talking 95, 96, 
uh, we, uh, at the time, I, uh, the company I had then, you know, we we talk with uh, the Tribune Company in Chicago, and New York Times, and we were trying to tell them, like, you know, your lunch is going to be eaten. In fact, it's happening right in front of you, and mainly it's your classifieds. But oh yeah, maybe you'd like to get some real news uh, stuff working online. And they didn't have internet access. They had this proprietary system with these really funky terminals. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I could tell you the name of those things in a minute. You probably have one still. No, I, I never somewhere. used those things. I always used uh, uh, regular computers, and, and and I, from even in the eighties, I always would find the uh, uh, for news. I was writing for the Examiner. I was also writing for a bunch of uh, of uh, communist newspapers. I would always find the IT guy and say, "How can I just <laughs> inject my stuff right into the system?" And I, they always gave me a code and, a, and oh, an really? access. Phone number and I was I've been filing electronically since 1980. Oh, you, so you'd uh, modem in? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You no, just I, needed a bunch of then you needed a bunch of screwball codes that they tell you what they were like how you end a paragraph you had to put these well, different had, things. Of in. course, you had to open a terminal session first of all after you initiated your slip or PPP connection. <laughs> remember <laughs> no, those? Actually, it wasn't now, the way it was do you, done, uh, but, do you yeah. remember when we used to have to log into the internet? You'd have to dial in. This is pre-internet. This is direct. No, call. no, no. Oh, that was, yeah, what you were doing. But I remember uh, early days of internet. You had to dial in. You got a Unix shell account, and then you had to initiate the slip connection, and then you had to start your stack. <laughs> oh, it's gotten so much better. Yeah, but you yeah, had. I'd say. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so they, they were on proprietary systems well into the late nineties. They didn't even have internet access at these companies. And you're absolutely right. Oh, don't put any links because they'll leave the site. Whereas what we found out is that if you actually put links in, in your on your web blog, etc., and you send people away, that's when they actually do come back. They're like, hey, this is a place that will find interesting shit for me to look at. Right. Duh. It, links are the currency of the internet. I don't get it. I, to this day, the fact that you're still reading the New York Times, you know, the online, some of the online writers on the New York Times managed to get a lot of links in that, that link away. But the, but the mainstream reporters, they, they, you know, they don't do it. They, they're, why should I put a link? I'm just, I'm going to report on it. I am going to say what I think of it. And <laughs> I will give the people yourself. the information. No one else needs to have access yeah, to the core this gateway, data. This notion that you're a gateway to the information <laughs> and it's like you know is ridiculous. When people can you know see these things for themselves, I'm always amused by and the reports. You know they quote from the report and they do this and then they never give you the report to look at. Yeah. They could be taking stuff out of context for all you know. And often they are. Yeah, well, or at idea. least it's interpretation. It's, it's an interpretation. Absolutely. Uh, do you remember the name of the terminal yet, just for prosperity's sake? Well, they, there was one terminal. This isn't the, the main one, but there was a th- also a thing called the bubble terminal, which is the, uh, which was, I think, the remote ones that they take on the road. But I, I'm thinking of it's like it was a whole system, and I'm get it's it'll come to me probably before the end of the show. Okay, um, so yeah, we could talk about a number of things. We don't have to dive straight into headlines necessarily. I wanted to ask you one thing before we actually get started with with uh, real news. Have you? Uh, heard of the GTD system, getting things done? Is this another book you just read? No, I didn't read the book. It it, it does stem from a book, but uh, it's a way of organizing t- uh, time management. Which I you know I've read all the books. You know the you know seven tips from five million highly successful people. You know how to organize, what colors my parachute, all that crap. <laughs> Uh, 
But this one, I kept reading about GTD, and in fact, I was reading about it in the uh, in the uh, in all these app stores for the G phone and the iPhone. And I'm like, you know, what is this GTD that people are raving about? If you if you Google GTD, which is the abbreviation for getting things done, <coughs> there's millions of links, and there's all these different software programs and websites that apply this uh, a systemology. <laughs> and and I, I'm I'm pretty unorganized. Uh, and I'd have to say, um, are, are you unorganized or disorganized? Yes. Uh, whatever it is, uh, you're worse. Uh, oh yeah. Particularly, I'm with, not denying it. No, no, no. But uh, so I guess it would be. Um, well, what is it? What is the difference between unorganized and disorganized? I don't know. I just threw it out there to to try to humiliate you. Thank you. Well, I think I'm probably. I think both. I think it disorganized is the word you want. I, unorganized. I think it means the same thing, but I don't think anyone uses unorganized except maybe you. Okay. I, well, I, let me be disorganized then for for sake of conversation. But um, I've been applying this methodology, and I gotta say, it's kind of working. Have you oh. ever tr- have you ever tried any of these any of these? Um, yeah, I've tried them, and then things? after a while, I, I kind of forget how they work, and then I, it falls apart again. So you you're recommending this to me? Well, I, I'm in day three of this, and I recommend you at least give it a try. There's actually um, I'm, there's a million different software packages that apply. Does it require this. you have to go to a seminar where you have to sit down no. for hours and not take a leak? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That's another one I got to mark. <laughs> No, no, it doesn't require that. The idea is reasonably simple. It just, it just splits it up into four different steps. The first one is collecting shit, which I think you and I are both good at. Is oh yeah, oh yeah, I gotta do. Oh yeah, I gotta. Oh, I gotta talk about this. Oh, I, I've got to do this. Oh, I gotta call that guy. So one is collecting stuff. Then you have you make decisions about not when you're gonna do it, but what context it is. It, you might want to attack this particular task, and, and then and then you basically. Uh, review stuff on a periodic basis. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and explain the whole thing. I was wondering if you'd heard about it. No. Uh, it, it's it's very, very interesting. I'll send you the... There's a, like a white paper. Just read the first uh, paragraph. In fact, I'll put that in the show notes. Read the first paragraph, and you'll, you kind of get the idea. But I'm using a Mac Does it program. involve changing your diet or hypnosis? No. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> No, it, it's simple, and it's it's good for for disorganized people like you and I. I think it's it's uh, pretty cool. I'm using OmniFocus uh, on the Mac to apply this theory, and so far I'm pretty happy. All I know but is you only been doing it for three days. Yeah, you but I did, get- but I did have the milk for the pancakes this morning. Oh, so it works. <laughs> it works. I, love- I bought milk. It works. <laughs> I love the system. <laughs> I actually, I put my underwear on the right way. Check. <laughs> well, you're Mr. List. You know, you... <laughs> I like lists. I keep always tell people when they screw up that, where's your list? So where's if, your checklist? Right. So if you like lists, you'll like getting things done. It's it's based on lists, only the system kind of organizes the shit for you. And instead of like, oh, because, you know, you have. I bet you have a million lists that you haven't checked everything off. Uh, yeah, at yeah, least yeah. I, need, I have a list of lists. <laughs> <laughs> this is good stuff, man. Uh, getting things done. GTD. Google it. There's again. There's a million. All right, a million I'll look at ways. it. I could use the help. I mean, I'm not. I'm not so stuffy that I wouldn't like. You know, say maybe something like this works. I'm, in fact, I'm pretty amazed that you hadn't heard of it. No, I, I, I don't know a lot of things. 
I so, do know one thing. I I have a, I did make a little list of things we were supposed to talk about last week and didn't talk about this week, including my experience at Canadian Customs. Oh, yes. Please do tell. So what a bunch of dicks those guys are. You think our people are bad? <laughs> now, is this Customs or TSA? Because there's a distinct Both. difference. Both. Okay. Custom guys were jerks, but they weren't as bad. The TSA in Canada is worse than ours. They're, oh, blah, 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 blah. Now, do they and wear so, those Mountie hats? No. No, they should. So I go through there, and they're like, you know, you know, they got all the wands, and they're making you do this. And the funny thing is they don't make you take your shoes off, but everything else has got to go. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. They don't make you take, take your shoes off? Isn't that a, like a violation of some secret airport security code? I mean, you could be a shoe bomber for all I know. Yeah, as long as the shoes don't beep, I guess. Well, you have the, those Crocs that you always wear. So I, they, dorks. Yeah. Let's get it straight. <laughs> dorks. Not Crocs. Dorks. And they're not Crocs. They're Speedos. Enough said. Um, <laughs> well, that way I can always say, yeah, I wear Speedos to work. <laughs> I amuse myself with that line, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway... So you go. So I went in there, and they're like checking through this and that, and then X-ray and this and that and the other thing. And they're you know they're putting the bag through two or three times, and they bring out the they brought out the uh, and they're slow, really slow. And you know, and then they and they somebody pre-grills you before the stuff goes into the machine. Oh, wait, so they have a pre-screening process. Yeah, they, they, nice. they like the Israelis have, and you go to Israel, right, right, they, right, they, right. they basically ask you a million questions. But that's only if you fly LL. Actually, I was on TWA and had that experience. Well, TWA um, at the time was owned by an Israeli, so it's kind of the same thing. So anyway, I'm going through, and they, and so the the thing was funny to watch because they saw my, you know, my, uh, I had to pull out the bag full of. Uh, yeah, whatever. You know. Don't tell. Don't tell us what was in the bag. John. You know, I was toothpastes and. Oh, uh, your your four ounces or less baggy. Your yeah, baglet. Yeah, three three point two ounces, I believe, hundred milliliters. You know, Which that's interesting big. because it is 100 milliliters in Europe, but uh, in the U.S. they say four ounces, which technically No, no, it's 38.2 ounces. It's not four ounces. Are you sure? Yeah. Which is 100 milliliters. It's exactly the same amount. And um, I'm going to look that up. Look what it up while I'm giving you the story. Yeah. So I have this this shave foam can that is huge. <laughs> <laughs> and so this thing goes through. First, they had me, had me pull it out of my regular suitcase, even though I very rarely do that because most guys just, yeah, who cares? But anyway, so I pull it out and put it through the bag. And so this big, this thing flies through and there's this big, and this woman, I swear to God, her eyes l- just bulge <laughs> like she's got me. I've got one. I've got one. I get to reprimand somebody for bringing in a can or something. And then I get to steal the can and take it home but it turns out to <laughs> so be she can, can shave her beard <laughs> so it turns out to be just a can of shave foam with a bladder in it because it's got no aerosols and so it's kind of oversized but it was, it's very clearly i bought it in england actually and it's very clear on the side it says 75 milliliters which is way under so i so i've never seen it's like she heard she was depressed she just dropped she went oh oh, oh she crap. just felt, Oh, yeah, it, bummer. She was it's bummed. Three, it's three point four ounces. Okay, three point four. Uh, anyway, she was bummed. Damn, damn! I almost had him. And then she, you know, and then she takes forever to give me this stuff back because I'm just like, you know, I'm not like you <laughs> yelling at. Me. Here, here it is. And then they take him around out back, and then <laughs> I've been waiting to play that. Yeah, you'll be playing it a lot, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Anyway, All so, right. So then they wait. So they're they're waiting forever to give it back to you. 
Yeah, and then they tell me I can go. But I mean, but it was just the their attitude was actually worse than ours. And do you it think that re- they have the same type of training? It's the same. It looks heads? like the same group. Like they all come out of the same cookie cutter. There was a there was tell an you. excellent article by a former cop. Um, someone sent it to me a couple weeks ago, uh, who was actually skilled in uh, in interrogation processes, and. Uh, and she started saying, uh, you know, when you have to go through the puffer machine, she started saying, uh, "Do I have the right? Do I have the right to refuse?" And the minute you do that, they freak out. But then they uh, then they start doing searches, and she says that you know their search techniques are all wrong. They they're probably not even trained in body searches. It's so bad. And oh really? Yeah. It's, oh, that's uh, interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah, that would make sense because yeah. all they have is the wand. They go up and down and pat you here and there and tickle well, you. And well, even the the pat down is supposed to happen in a certain way, you know, with the back of the hand, never with the palm. So there's you know there's all these specific ways, and she was just astounded at how poorly they are because you know people rarely request um, a pat down instead of going through the machine. And the minute you do that, they get all flustered, and then, you know they they're like you know we'll I have to call a supervisor over and and the, and you do have the right to actually ask for a pat down instead. There's signs everywhere, at least at U.S. airports. Um, I'll send you I'll, and, and another one. Oh, I got to write this down. Another thing I'll put in the show notes. Yeah, it was a very interesting story. I, I didn't think to, to bring it up the other day, but now that you're talking about the C- Canadian TSA. What are they called, actually, the TSA in Canada? Uh, I don't know. Le TSA? I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't ask. I was, I was too irked to even have a conversation so with So you word. found it irritating? Uh, it was very it was annoying. I'm sure the Canadians feel the same way about our version of the same thing. But yeah. it's like, you know, going to Canada, for God's sake. Well, you'll uh, never do that again. No, I like Canada. I like going there. Well, you, we have you, Canadians. We have Canadians who give us money, and the Canadians. And I like seeing what they're up to. Although I think they're getting brainwashed horribly, but I, oh. I think they have to really be inundated because the Canadians are actually kind of uh, cynical. Well, for those of Can- those of you who are from Canada, who are brand new to No Agenda, our formula is very simple. It works like this. Our formula is this: we go out, we hit people in the mouth. Yeah, sometimes we even do it to TSA, but then in kind of like a non-literal sense. Yes. So uh, we also have somebody who wrote in complaining that uh, we or, or asking or requesting, not complaining, but requesting that we somewhere or somebody or maybe somebody should volunteer to do this, which is to post an extremely low bit rate version of the show. Why? Well, this guy apparently lives in the middle of nowhere, uh, out back of Australia or someplace, yeah. where he has nothing but dial-up, and he says it take he can't he can barely get the show as it is. Even though I mean, he's got somebody. I guess somebody did it a bit low bit rated it for him, so he have mm-hmm. a small file. I, I think it's a minor audience. I mean, I've always well, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't mind serving the audience without a doubt. It's just a matter of time, you know. At post show after well, we're done recording, it takes forever to do all this shit. I think we can have somebody out there volunteer to put up a little site of low bit rate, no agenda, yeah, and just uh, recode it for us and just post it for people like this guy. Yeah, although it actually would be better if we did a low bit rate from the original file because I record the show in AIFF, so that's high, you know, uncompressed quality, uh, and then it would be better to do it from that instead of from the compressed MP3, which is already, you know, what are we doing? Sixty-four kilobits. That's already pretty low. That's really low, yeah. But he wants like ten. <laughs> this is the guy with the Betamax, right? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, yeah, well, if, if someone out there would, would do it for us, uh, you know, whatever I can set up to help, be happy to do it. I'm still trying to get the links to work right on our Squarespace site, and this is freaking me out. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they should be cut, cut and pasteable. Uh, that's what and I'm doing. I'm cutting and pasting. You know, now I have to like go create all well, HTML. They, it's, it's something with Squarespace, or maybe it's something with Amivio. I don't know what it is, but it's. Yeah, we'll resolve it eventually. Yes, <laughs> it'll fix itself. We, John and I, our, our theory is simple. <laughs> it'll fix itself eventually. Someone will make it work, and it always does. <laughs> yes, eventually it does. All right. You got some clips, John. Let's do some clips. All right. Let's see. What do we have here? Let's start with our friends, uh, you know, the propaganda machine uh, called Law and Order, which, by the way, is now having two messages per show, uh, because I think that Dick Wolf realizes NBC is close to going down the tubes because of their Jay Leno strategy. And, you know, the other thing that's going on with Jay Leno and and the strategy is that the Jay Leno show is being boycotted by a lot of actors and actresses and directors. Oh, do tell. Why? Well, because they they took the ten o'clock. Oh, drama of course, they took the drama off, right? Right. Away from, and that means people lose a lot of work. And then what? They get to go on the Leno show for scale, you know, three hundred bucks or whatever they pay. So you're telling to- me that the, that the actors and directors, and maybe perhaps even the guilds, are actually saying we're going to punish NBC by not even promoting the stuff that we do do. Doo-doo? Because it's a, it's con- it's competing against the ten o'clock hour on the other two networks. The other two oh, networks basically said, "Hey, you." Need- uh-oh. John? Uh, don't Leno show. Yeah, you dropped out for and a this second. And kind of, this is kind of just desserts, because when Leno first got his gig, when he, bumped, when he managed to get Carson to quit, uh, his manager was, was blackballing everybody who did anybody else's show for, well, I think, right. it was over a year. Right, yeah, no, that, that competition was huge. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and it was if, nasty. If you, if you went on Letterman, then you, you forget about it. You, would never, you wouldn't appear on Leno for two years or whatever. Yeah, so that was, you know, so now he's getting it back, but with with actual rationale rather than just an out-and-out blackball, there's a real good reason for it. So meanwhile, it seems to me that Dick Wolf is, because like, I think it was last, it was during the week, there was either, maybe it was Thursday or or Tuesday, one of them. They had like back-to-back law and orders, the, the regular law and order, the old one, back-to-back, that were both new. It was, let's have a new Law and Order at eight. Let's have a new Law and Order at nine. And that airs. And what does that air on? What network? NBC. Again, NBC, this is okay. new Law and Order. Used to be one of the ten o'clock dramas. So now it's eight o'clock. It's eight o'clock or nine o'clock, but right. whatever it is, it's not when people expect it. And you know, the whole network is losing out on this crazy scheme. Uh, uh, although st- I, I looked at the numbers, you know, NBC Universal. So that's the uh, the entertainment unit of General Electric, who of course make all of our army shit. Um, they had like $118 million in profit. They were the most profitable uh, unit of General Electric, which I can only presume is because they reduced costs so drastically by cutting out all the drama shows, but they're trying to sell it. They're trying to get rid yeah, of that. I heard that. So anyway, so then now we're seeing two messages because I figure Wolf is just going for it. But it, you know, he gets his uh, he gets his uh, talking points from the White House, and here we go. So here are the. But I found one of the new messages that's kind of interesting. Uh, play the NYC number one clip. Now. Yeah. Frank says you haven't been eating since the chemo started. You two been talking behind my back. Point is, I got this friend back in Burlington. A nurse had a cancer ward. She gave me something that might help. 
Tell me that's not what it looks like. It's medical marijuana. Legal in Vermont. And still a crime in New York. Uh Uh-huh. I raised you better than that. Wow. Okay, so they they brought that out, and then, well, this, and then is, the, the, this is pretty consistent. What's been happening, you know, recently, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you know, the the feds are going to ease back, and medical marijuana is going to be okay. And I think they just harvested too much, and you know, the military transport was filled with too much weed, and they had to do something. <laughs> they got to move the product, you know. They can't we just start backing up. It doesn't get any better, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, call Wolf, man. Tell him to put some shit in that show of his, so people start smoking that. So the next scene, which is the NYC two uh, clip, has her. Uh, you know, she's this uh, the, uh, a path of whatever her name is, the actress that plays the chief or the uh, the head inspector or the boss. She uh, has uh, cancer, cervical cancer, by the way. Oh, and, let me guess. <laughs> and we we already had the episode where they asked. She said, "Well, if you'd have taken the vaccine, you yeah, wouldn't have got this." Right. Okay. Which now, of course, we know the vaccine doesn't really do anything. But so. Um, so now she's, uh, you know, so she's having to take in chemo. So they're trying to get her to smoke dope. So now I guess she's smoking it. And the chief of police comes wandering in with one of the best lines, I think. But you have to when you, it's at the end of the clip, one of the best lines I think I've ever heard okay. <laughs> on, a, on a law and order. But you can play it because this, this is kind of the twist. This is kind of the strange turn of events okay. uh, propagandistically and, else, and, and otherwise. And, and I just like to correct you. It's not weed. It's the holy herb. Hit it. Chief. You fellas give us a minute? Sure. Word came back to me that someone in the building smelled marijuana on you. Are you out of your mind? You have 22 years in, a pension. Chief, I can explain. Save it. These mints could take bark off a tree. They'll clear your breath. Okay. I need to get me some of them mints. Shower and change your clothes after you smoke. This guy sells medicinal dope. He's careful and discreet. We clear? Yeah, sure. Chief. Ball cancer. Three years ago. That stuff got me through it. (laughs) Did he say ball cancer? I mean, that's a clip. You got to take a, a clip. Line. You got to take that's that clip. Line. Just ball cancer. Ball cancer. Uh, three years ago. Yeah. But so, do I, do I understand the storyline properly that a cop is uh, has cancer and is smoking medical marijuana? Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's obviously a problem because it does impair your ability to shoot. <laughs> so, so I'm, a, I'm a, she's an office. She's an office uh, cop. Oh, okay. All right. So she's just doing paperwork. Pretty much, she's the hey, boss. I got some, I got some tickets here. Ball cancer. So ball cancer. And the way he says it, by the yeah, way, I mean, they it's might have funny. said the shooter because it's not just ball cancer; it's ball cancer. That's, that's because, of course, you know, NBC is and Dick Wolf. They're very smart. They know the typical viewer of these programs. You know, don't understand what the word testicle means, so they have to use you know <laughs> word that people know. Balls. Oh, like your fucking thing between your legs, right? Was that testica testica the thing? It's smart. Um, just on uh, on Law and Order, um, one of our producers sent me a note saying, "Hey, you know, you guys were talking about the abortion episode. Remember, remember that one that we mm-hmm. played clips from? Uh, he thought that perhaps uh, that you know, yesterday part of the the big debate on the health care bill was actually about the abortion issue." 
And so he said, hey, maybe that was why they knew that this was, this was coming up and this was going to be a big problem or a big part of the bill and concessions had to be made. And maybe that's why uh, they started messaging that in law and order. That could be. There's yeah. some abortion amendment I know floating around. I haven't fo- well, no, it. It, it, it was a huge issue. Apparently, most of yesterday's debate, when it really came down to it, was about government funded government Yeah, and and that has been <clears throat> been brought back or restricted. I haven't. I don't know where to read what they actually talked about. Where can I find the action? And where? When is the final? Final? This is not the final, John. I thought that it was now done. It's over. We have another round to go. I don't know. This is, unless this is the bill that came from the Senate and now is being approved by the House. I don't think so. I think well, wait a minute. House bill. But okay, so it goes House to the Senate to the Senate to the House. Put your right foot in, take your left foot out. Well, well, it normally, it goes from the House to the Senate. That's what I thought. The Senate to the President. Right, but then what? How can you say it's not? If, if, isn't this well, the, the House dreamed up some bill recently? Okay, wait a minute. So the, you have the House bill, you've got the Senate bill. Now they have to be merged, and then there's another vote. Is that the deal? Generally. No. Well, I thought, but you just said usually the House goes to the Senate. I don't know. I Senate. mean, the, the way they're doing this one is beyond me. I didn't but mean, you're a political it, scientist. You should know these bill, things. They write a bill. It goes to the House. They send it over to the Senate. And the Senate says, uh, you know, we'll, let, we're going to change it to this, that. We can approve this. Is it okay with you guys at the House? They say, yeah, sure. And the boom, it goes to the president. He signs it. The thing becomes law. So isn't this that what's, like what's supposed to happen next? the process I've ever seen. I don't know what they're up to. I can't figure it out. Well, if you can't figure it out, then we're lost. No, we're not. Well, I don't get it. I mean, you said that you just told me this was not the final thing. Now you've confused me. I thought it was done. I know it's not the final thing. I could be wrong. <sighs> John, it's, a, before, slow, it's before, a slow, complicated process. Before we go any And then further. it also has to go to these finance committees to make sure that they can afford it. You know, it's the whole thing. I, is I, I, don't know. I thought that this was all taken care of. I mean, this I is know. very I mean, confusing. They, they got amendments they got to put in, and then it's got to go back and be checked for its numbers. I, you know, it's okay, like, so this is not the final, 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 final. There will be yet another document that we can read so we actually know what it means. I'm is, guessing yes. Or is that going to be one of those documents that says, in line 32, uh, referencing this, you have to right. go back and exactly. forth between That's 18 exactly million like. documents. Oh, I hate that so much. Oh. And now, back to real news. I'm sorry, John, I have to interrupt the flow here to bring you some real news as Glamour Magazine has announced their Women of the Year for 2009. These are the women who have contributed to uh, just outstanding contributions to society and uh, the advancement of women in general. These are the heroes of today's woman. I'd like to bring you the list, as I'm sure you will uh, agree with many of them, but not, not all. Would you like to hear the Women of the Year 2009 oh, voted I'm, by Glamour I'm, I'm Magazine? I'm on pins and needles. Number one Woman of the Year is none other than Rihanna. What? You, yeah, do you know who she is? She's a singer. Yes. yes. What, what makes a, her a woman of the year? Because her boyfriend, Chris Brown, beat her in the face. Then you become woman of the year. Okay. Oh, no. so that's the woman who got beat up. Yes. So now you're a strong woman because she's, you know, her face looks fine now. So good job. You, you took a beating and you're still there, Rihanna. Number two is uh, Maria Shriver, who is uh, just a... Kennedy, right? That's enough to become Woman of the Year. I think that's enough. Then we have yeah. No, I think all Kennedys should be Women yes. of the Year. <laughs> Even the men. Even the yeah, male absolutely. Kennedys. Absolutely. Well, many of them. Anyway. <laughs> then uh, Stella McCartney. Uh, of course, uh, she is daughter of uh, a Beatle. 
which uh, right there gives you, you know, she does have her own creds. She's, she's got her clothing line, you know, which uh, has varying ev- reviews, as many do. But uh, It sucks. Yeah. Then there's uh, Amy Poehler. Uh, she's from uh, Saturday Amy Night Poehler's Live. Amy Poehler's a comic. Yes, that's correct. She's a woman of the year. Now, well, my- how come, uh, how come uh, t- t- uh, Faye, Tina Fey isn't uh, topping her on the list? Because she's no longer with, with uh, Saturday Night Live. You know, Lauren Michaels had to make a decision, and he said, well, I'll let Amy have it this year. Now, the next one is, I would like to bang her so hard, is uh, Marissa Meyer from Google. Have you ever met her? Yes. Oh, yeah. Huh? And, okay. uh, she, and this is a great picture of her. You've got to look at it. Uh, she, she looks photogenic. I've never oh, met her. She's in a red dress, and she's sitting on one of those red balls, like the one that Leo always sits on. In uh, you know one of those uh, yeah ball. It's a big yeah, ball. It's a, <laughs> ball cancer. But oh man, she look, she she just you know she just brings out something very animalistic in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can't help it. Urgh. Okay, then we have Serena Williams. Uh, then we have uh, Jane Aronson. Who the hell is Jane Aronson? I don't know. She's uh, oh, she's uh, the guardian angel. This is a bunch of bull. This <laughs> list, you know. Well, it gets better because <laughs> I'm I'm leading up to a point. So then we have uh, Susan Rice, who is of course uh, uh, communications director. No, 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 not communications director. She's uh, a U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. How come Hillary Clinton's not on this list? Well, no, the, the, the final two, John, and these are the ones that really count. <laughs> Yuna Lee and Laura Ling, women of oh, the year. Oh, my dear cow, brother. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the here it is. crying Chinese journalists. Who they are women, women of North the year Korea. because, according to Glamour magazine, they are extraordinary women who are brave and resourceful, reporting a story that no one else has. They showed remarkable courage and initiative during their ordeal. That's actually Al Gore who uh, said wow. that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. That's a bad <laughs> list. You know how these lists are done? I tell people this all the time because I've been in the editorial room many a time. And you sit around, usually over lunch. Yeah. While eating, <laughs> what kind of what, is, is it a good lunch together. or is it a is it just kind of like a box of sandwiches? Lunch? You know, yeah. just a good sandwich <laughs> lunch, and uh, pop you know with with uh, with um, potato chips. Yeah. And you sit there and then you start making the list up. Usually there's a whiteboard someplace and you start moving names around. Then you get into a debate with people. I don't think that she should be number two. Well, he okay, didn't do an interview with us last year. I'll give you if I'll move her to number four if you let me put so and so to number three. Okay, I can do that. And uh, and so it's just this like phony thing, and then you put it together. Is everybody in agreement? Okay, it's, you know, you, it's like an hour. Yeah, and then and you're you done. Got your list, and then, and then, you, then you realize when you start getting the letters to the editor that you've left out like Ton, tons of important people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's great. Hey, I'm getting I'm getting twitters and all kinds of noise uh, asking how you how can it be, John, that you were so clueless about what happened to the healthcare. Bill yesterday, and you know, I, I think if we're clueless, if John and I don't understand it, how do you think well, the general the, populace? Map. I sent, I sent you the map, which you'll put in the show notes of how a bill goes through Congress, uh, and uh, you can f- kind of follow it, and you'll see that it's like they flip. It, it, look at this map; it's not a, cons- it's not like a, a, a single route. Wow, these things right. fly all over the place, and they go from in and out of committees, and they go to the floor, and then they debate, and they go to a conference. Okay, so and let they, me just see where where are we in the system right now? So we've had well, I introduction. I, I think we're at a House 
I think we're at the bottom of this list where you have floor activity, refer to rules committee, debate, and votes of both. The, I don't know if the Senate's voted. And then it goes yeah, to the, conference. That would, yesterday was the Senate vote. What are you talking about? Oh, I thought about? it was the House vote yesterday. No, yesterday was the Senate vote. <laughs> oh, okay. No, wait a minute. Well, I may be wrong. Who, is Kucinich a senator or a, a governor or a congressman? Uh, I think I think he's a congressman. <sighs> no, Dennis Kucinich. He's a representative from 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 Mars. I think he's from Neptune. <laughs> hey, man! Just because he believes in UFOs doesn't mean he's a bad guy. Okay, I like him. I do. Stand up, Mister Kucinich. No, no, really, stand up. <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> he voted against it yesterday. By the way, I did, I did check his record. So this was oh man. Well, anyway, so the, after, so that's so that was the that was Congress of no no Nancy Pelosi voted in this and she's well, definitely a she senator. Is? She's a senator. She's Speaker of the House. She gets to vote. Oh, so she's a congresswoman, of course. Oh, oh God. All right. So then we still have. <laughs> So we're nowhere yet. So we still have to have a house, uh, a Senate bill. I don't know. Maybe the Senate bill passed because they had that. That no, I think the Senate bill passed. This is the House bill. Now it goes to conference. Now it goes they, to yeah, conference. Was, right. A couple okay. weeks ago. Okay. So, so now it goes to conference, which is where you get these guys all together and say, "Ooh, you know, your bill. I don't like that. Well, we can change that." And then they change the whole damn thing. Okay. Wait a minute. So in this graph that I'm looking at, it says conference dash dash resolving differences in parentheses, if necessary, and then vote. So who votes? The House votes then? or No, the conference. The I conference. I think it's just the, amongst themselves. I think they... Who's the conference? It's just a bunch of guys that we both sides send to this, you know, you guys meet with those guys and resolve it. How many guys? I don't know. Who do, it this is, what, this is it like doesn't the, say. It probably like, changes from... It's like from the mob. It's like, hey, I'm sending <laughs> some of my guys. Yeah, you send some of your guys. They'll figure just it out. don't carry any weapons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Show up unarmed and unwired, or else, or else you know what's gonna happen. As far as I know it, <laughs> and then it goes to the president. Yeah, and he just signs it, and that's the end of it. Or vetoes. He can veto. He's not gonna veto anything. Hmm. And then it's printed and codified, and then it you know goes into law, and that's the end of it. This is a good little chart, but it shows you that it's like ridiculous. Okay, the chart. So you uh, can't will say be in the that show this notes. thing. Well, I don't know. It's in some process. Yeah, it's it's, it's on its way until the president signs something. We don't know what it's going to say because the res- resolution the conference is going to change a lot of it. Yeah, that's when actually everything changes, and it'll probably grow in size. It's it's like it get you know someone's adding Viagra and extends to it at every step of the way. It but anyway, besides the point, they did pass something. <laughs> something. Okay, so that was the House vote. Yeah, that makes sense. That and I think sense. the Senate's already done. So we're at the point now where they're going to go to the uh, the uh, conference to f- fix the two bills so they work together as, as one. Is that at the Moscone Center, this conference? It should be. <laughs> they're going to have a dinner party afterwards. <laughs> Cocktails at 6. You know, Sit if, down if, at 7.30. I tell you one thing. If, I could, if, if we actually received enough money from our listeners, and all it would take was $5 uh, a year from everyone who listens to this show, and John and I could both quit. Now, of course, I love it that many people make up for the people who aren't donating. But if we could get to that point, you know, I could actually sit at home for a day and understand the process because I know I didn't learn it in school. No one taught me that in school. And in fact, you they- wouldn't. You wouldn't. Still, wouldn't get it. Mainly because it's an impossible thing to. Fight. I mean, you can see. Look at this chart. It's got the arrows going every which way. So, uh, 
thing loops around every which way. It's got to go to these different, you know, every, I don't even know who chooses what committees they have that have to go over this, except the ways and means, which is the budget, you know, guys, they have to make sure they can pay for this. And this, you know, some other committee has to make sure that they can enforce it. The t- IRS is somehow involved now because it's actually a form because of it's a tax. Because it's a tax, not a form of, it is an actual tax. It's a huge tax. tax. Now they're going to throw you in jail if you don't buy the, Pelosi added some little amendment to the House bill that says you're going to go to jail. Yeah, this, you know, to- this is because Pelosi's out here in San Francisco. She's got a whole bunch, whole bunch of people listening to No Agenda, you know, to see what what the real pulse of the movement is about. And they're hearing us talk about, hey, you know what you do? All you got to do is just take no insurance. You know, you pay your fifteen hundred a year, and then when you get sick, they can't refuse you, and then you get automatic coverage, so it's a lot cheaper. And they're like running back to little uh, big hair there, like, uh, ooh, Nancy, 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 here's what Adam and John have cooked up. We've got to stop that. We've got to stop it immediately. And then and so they throw in this thing like, we, oh, we, Nancy Pelosi will. She doesn't even know what a podcast is. <laughs> You'd be amazed. Someone, someone who works for her does. Anyway, all she knows is, ah, more Nazis. Ah, they've got Nazi symbols, I'm sure. Oh, we must stop them. We'll make it a tax. And if you don't pay for the tax, well, then you just go to jail. <coughs> so do we have anything else on the health care? I have some other. Oh, I got well, one. I was, yeah, tr- I, got I, was one. Trying, I was trying to get wait. into just, yeah, I'll wait. One more law and order clip. I was t- I was telling you that there was these two messages. Now they had the mar- in the same show where they have the medical marijuana thing. They have this message, which is uh, what's the name of the clips on there? Healthcare be bill, probably. Yeah, yeah. Brenda Sawyer <laughs> thought otherwise that you were selling false hope to desperate people at a thousand bucks a day, doing it by co-opting doctors with timeshares and tropical vacations. That it's a rigged game. Don't get self-righteous on me, Jack. If corporations didn't make profits, where would politicians like you be? Ominous right music. stinks. There are too many office holders in the health industry's pockets. It's one of the reasons we can't pass a decent health care bill in this country. And oh, by the way. Right. This is, let's just be blatant. Yeah, I mean, really, they should publish show notes with Law and Order so we can click <laughs> on a link and we know what they're actually referencing. For more information about the topics discussed in NBC's Law and Order, go to NBC.com/slash Law and Order. Click on a link in the show notes and learn. So there was a bet out uh, that you were you watched V. So I won that one. There was another bet that you have already developed a crackpot theory. Hold on a second. You're you're, you're hedging against me. You're betting against your buddy, the crackpot. You're actually put. Uh, you're you're taking out put put options on me. Uh, only on the V, but on this one, I'm. I'm and, betting, and why I'm, were you just, so sure I hadn't seen it? Just because I'm I'm too busy doing real work. Because I just had it was a, it's some I have a second sense, a third eye. <laughs> so the, this he ha- one here, wait, wait, I'm I'm gonna, here's, the, here's the jingle. Here's the jingle. He has a second sense, a third eye, and he wears speedos to work. <laughs> John C. Dvorak. If you don't like him, so uh, where's the other shell dropping? By the way, no, but you can only drop one. <laughs> I don't know, man. I didn't make the clip. <laughs> details so, so anyway um you have a crackpot theory about the shootings at fort hood it's not a crackpot theory it's it, it wow you want to get into that i'm real ready for that one so well, first of all 
everyone wants you to hear oh, what you okay. have to say. Well, beautiful. So the first thing uh, I uh, I always do when there's something important happening that uh, will affect 300 million people in the country is I want to go hear what the president has to say about it. And, um, well, the president actually uh, didn't talk about the health care uh, bill during his uh, his presidential radio address. Uh, he talked about what happened at uh, Fort Hood. And uh, would, would you like to listen along for a second, uh, just to hear a couple of the interesting things that uh, our president had to say about uh, about Fort Hood and how he's uh, spinning this? Yeah, go. Well, hold on a second. Oh, by the way, JC has sent me a little note about the uh, – he doesn't think that the health care uh, bill passed the Senate yet, and the conference report must be approved by both the House and the Senate, which they say – I guess they have to do. So well, the New York vote. Times pimped it out as being uh, – something. somebody won something by 220 to 215. Yeah, that was the House thing, but I don't right. – yeah, oh, the Senate, the Senate, the Senate hasn't that. gone for it yet. Okay. Here's your weekly uh, radio address as uh, radioized on YouTube. <clears throat> I got nothing. You got nothing? I'm not hearing anything. Hold on. Oh, you're right. I'm not hearing anything either. What the hell is that? <sighs> Hold on a There's second. a little knob that says volume. <laughs> Hold on. Maybe it's this one. I think this is it. Let's see if that works. Readiness Processing Center. Okay, hold and on. And began shooting his... You got it now, right? Yeah. Okay. I'd like to speak with you for a few minutes today about the tragedy that took place at Fort Hood. This past Thursday, on a clear Texas afternoon. I love that. The setup is beautiful, right? You ready for it? It's a clear Texas it's afternoon. It's a clear afternoon. <laughs> and by the way, I, I don't want to diminish at all uh, the value of life. Uh, it's horrible what happened, but clearly there's a lot of weird shit going on with this. First, there was three gunmen. CNN was all over three gunmen. Right, I remember that. There was one lone gunman. Even the, uh, the, the PR major or general, whatever his name is, was saying, well, it's... You know, it's it's really it it goes against all logical reason that one gunman can uh, uh, cause so much carnage. But okay, so the president is setting the stage for you in your mind. It's a clear Texas day in the world. An army psychiatrist walked into the soldier readiness processing center and began shooting his fellow soldiers. It's an act of violence that would have been heartbreaking had it occurred any place in America. It's a crime that would have horrified us had its victims been Americans of any background. But it's all the more heartbreaking and all the more despicable because of the place where it occurred and the patriots who were its victims. Now, are you with me? You're getting the setup, right? Yeah. You're getting prepared. Now, these, it's happening to the patriots. The SRP is where our men and women in uniform go before getting deployed. It's where they get their teeth checked and their medical records updated and make sure everything is in order before getting shipped out. By the way, I found that to be really weird to say they get their teeth checked. What is this? Like their horses? Like their cattle? Yeah, that is an odd thing. It's, I mean, you it's know a weird thing it, to so say. This was prepared. Yeah, I mean, but you know, they get a medical or they get a physical. They get their teeth checked. It's like, I don't know. That just felt weird to me. It's like, come on over here, you sheep. <laughs> It was in this place, on a base where our soldiers ought to feel most safe, where those brave Americans who are preparing to risk their lives in defense of our nation. Okay, second time that he's talking about how they're, they're, they're not just uh, enlisted or 
uh, being called up from the, the National Guard. You know, these are people preparing to defend our nation against these horrible 100 Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. Lost their lives in a crime against our nation. Okay, there it is. Did you hear it? Lost their Before lives in a crime against our nation. Right. So this is, this is, this is, this is what bugs the shit out of me. So you've you got to make up your mind. Either you're going to call this a terrorist attack or not. And if you slip in a crime against our nation, does that not imply that it's a terrorist attack? Mm, I don't know. Let's listen again. It was in this place, on a base where our soldiers ought to feel most safe, where those brave Americans who are preparing to risk their lives in defense of our nation lost their lives in a crime against our nation. Soldiers stationed in Iraq, Afghanistan, and around the world called and emailed loved ones at Fort Hood, all expressing the same stunned reaction. I'm supposed to be the one in harm's way, not you. Yeah, so to me, the subtle message here is these terrorists are supposed to be shooting at me, not at you. Am I, am I reading this wrong? Am I just too crackpotty about this? No, not really. Now, you're not too crackpotty. You might be over, you might be extending a bit, but keep going. Thursday shooting was one of the most devastating ever committed on an American military base. And yet even as we saw the worst of human nature on full display, we also saw the best of America. We saw soldiers and civilians alike rushing to the aid of fallen comrades, tearing off bullet-riddled clothes to treat the injured. I mean, this is the same guy who writes Law and Order is writing this. Yeah, well, that's for sure. I mean, tearing off bullet-ridden clothing. I mean, come on. Is, is this? Why would you tear it off? Because... I guess to get to the wound. Yeah. Anyway, Using blouses as tourniquets, <laughs> taking down the shooter even as they bore wounds themselves. We saw soldiers bringing to bear on our own soil the skills they had been trained to use abroad, skills that have been honed through years of determined effort for one purpose and one purpose only to protect and defend the United States of America. All right. Well, I can't listen to it anymore because it's the same thing over and over again. It's all about basically a subtle, the subtle message, the way I'm hearing it, is it was an attack on the United States. So uh, a couple things. First of all, this guy was a psychiatrist. And um, it's funny. Actually, I thought you might come up with the crackpot theory that this was somehow some horrible... Uh, uh, publicity stunt gone wrong for the new uh, George Clooney movie, which is Men Who Stare at Goats, um, which is a true story about these type of uh, psychiatric, or as they call, psyops. Uh, well documented, by the way. By the way. Uh, in, the, in the movie, uh, Clooney is one of uh, an, an elite team who actually can use their brain to, uh, you know, to do things like kill goats just by staring at them. So... You've probably heard of the program MK Ultra. Um, what these psychiatrists oftentimes do when they're at the Preparedness Readiness Center or whatever it's called is, um, you know, they really help reprogram soldiers' brains. Remember, these these boys and girls who are going over to Iraq and Afghanistan, they're not going for the first time. Okay, this is not like, you know, the the the, the early eighteen year old recruits. Although some of them are still eighteen, these are these are people going back for the second, third, fourth, fifth tour. And you have no idea, and a tour is no longer six months. I think it's a year. And uh, within a couple months, by the way, this, you know, uh, this will be the longest war in American history. So the idea is, and they bring in all kinds of psychiatrists and brain you know, programmers to help remove the horrible 
uh, inputs that these <coughs> basically you know these young children have received. So I don't. Even looking at some of the security camera footage from um, this uh, Major Hassan, who was, you know, the, the, the very, the day right before this all came down, he's in a, in a mini mart. He's, you know, laughing and the camera's catching all this. Yeah, he's, but he's, he's wearing a supply. dish dash. Well, that's the whole point. Of course, he's, he's, he's wearing some This is reminding me, of, reminding me of that other situation with the guy that they pulled out of Denver. Uh, yeah, who, who was who was in the in the beauty mall buying uh, uh, hydrogen peroxide? Right, the, you know the, I, it's, I mean, I it's still... the formula. No, it's the same formula. Show the guy in his Muslim garb, you know. So we we don't have to call him a terrorist, but we do definitely, you know. Right now, now that we have to make a decision on sending another forty eight thousand troops in Afghanistan, we have to really hype up the danger. We have to really let you know that it's really really dangerous. And so this is just psychology being uh, emitted on the American people. And well, I, there's also they also found you know suppose you know right away they found his websites with his anti-American postings. Oh, of course. Of and you know course. we've seen that fake before. And then also the you know some of my son actually brought up the fact that these psychiatrists, uh, if anybody d experiments with drugs. And there's some whoppers out there that psychotropic drugs that you can get. Mm -hmm that would make you nuts um if anybody this guy's about to deploy he may have you well, know, loaded well, up on some mm -hmm. damn thing and then gone nuts no i i think you know there's a lot of a lot of there's no explanation going on well who who says that he actually did it there well, were you know, there were well, two other there were two other people you know all of a sudden oh no they'd had nothing to do with it you know oh just oh no we'll, we'll just let them go oh, no look problem over here. nothing to see here Ooh, look at that. oh look at the guy with the Muslim well, dress they also, on but there's also the belief that there was a lot of friendly fire involved because these guys start shooting if one guy because he only has a what is he coming in there with a nine millimeter I don't know how many shells do you think is he, in that thing apparently had a he semi shot 40 semi people what do you have a machine gun well. Uh, it, I read that it was an M16. I don't think an M16 has that many bullets. Oh, you dig? You, you can get a big military clip. Yeah, you can get a lot in there. So, but, it, but if you kill 18 and wound 31, you got that. I don't that. Clip, I mean, look, I'm not a gun expert. I'm sure no, someone let's, in the let's chat room. Let's look it up. An M16 maximum clip. I know they're illegal. Okay, they're look at civilians. It. Look, but I read that it was an M16. So you you look that up. And otherwise, it wouldn't have been an AK-47 because you know that's not a U.S. military weapon. Uh, and I, and nowhere did I, I, no an M sixteen would be logical. I know where he'd get and, it, and it's semi automatic. Apparently, right? he didn't like shooting guns. So I mean, how, how did all of a sudden he become a gun expert? Okay, I have here five point seven millimeter twenty round semi automatic. Yeah, that's a that's the civilian version. Okay, so what so what is the uh, so anyway? So he had either I think he had to reload a new clip, which just doesn't make any sense, man. Even, Especially even, since he doesn't like guns. Even the yes, <laughs> he completely doesn't like guns. And even the the PR uh, official was saying it's counterintuitive. But hey, you just got to believe us. <laughs> so I'm not buying it at all. And I think it's unfortunately it, it was one of these de desperate moves to get the American public scared again. There's 40 round clips you can get. Does it say that? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Okay, so he, well, that's pretty damn impressive, 40 rounds, and he kills 18 and wounds 31, so he must have had a couple of shots where he hit two people with one. Or well, he had, there was just bullets flying every which way from, you know, the other side, too. 
Yeah. And because the girl who brought him down, it was a woman, by the way, which I thought was somewhat symbolic because, you know, there's She's nothing a cop, like... right? The woman brought... A woman cop brought him down? A well, cop? it's a security person. But anyway, she shot him like... She got hit and she hit, put four rounds into him. And, of course, if you think about the Muslim uh, kind of the symbolism here, a woman killing a Muslim oh, male... Oh, yeah. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. There's that angle, which seems a little, you know, a little rigged. And the whole thing is just, like, screwy. But of course, all, we're not going to find out anything. They're not going to, you know. No, no, no. And, and and the guy will never make it. You know, he he won't get off the the breathing machine. Oh, well, here's a ninety round uh, to draw. Uh, I don't know. If you okay, can so but you think that you know? So the, so listen, John. The guy actually cleaned out his apartment. You know, put everything in storage. He was ready to deploy. You know, and you don't just do all that if you're thinking, "Fuck it, I'm not deploying. I'm going to go blow everybody away." And by the way, well, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense. But what does make sense is immediate distraction was needed for some reason because we have the health care bill that's been top of mind. we got to ram this thing through. We have 48,000 troops who want to deploy for the opium harvest so we can get all the dope back on time. And then all of a sudden this happens at Fort Hood. Coincidence? I think not. You know, I hate to say it, but I, I, yes, my crackpot theory would be that there are elements, I'm not necessarily saying the government, there are elements in upper echelons of society who, in fact, do not give a shit and don't mind if uh, scores of people are wounded and killed just to distract attention. That's, that's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, well, I'm not going to argue with it. Wow. I mean, there's something, because the whole thing just doesn't add up. And it's just too convenient. There's too many, you know, if, they, if these things were more, if they were more like, if it wasn't like so well packaged, the guy's a Muslim, they got a picture of him the day before, and his dish dash looking like some guy in, you know, Qatar. And then he's got the weblog postings, which you've seen this before. It's almost like, it's almost like a cookie cutter version of something we've heard about before. And then we got the postings, and he hates the, you know, and he's been expressed, and then he's deployed for some reason, uh, you know, even though he's a, he's, he hates the idea and he's bitches and moans a lot, I guess. Maybe yeah. he doesn't. And then, you know, and then a woman kills him, you know, who she saves the day. Kills the the mad you know mad Arab that is shooting up the place like a maniac, and uh, I mean it's just too it's just a little too it's too well groomed. Uh, and then now, of course, he's on a ventilator and he's about to die. And they're trying to question him, I supposedly. I mean, he could be dead already. We don't know. And then you're right. He probably will be dead. He'll die. Or uh, I don't think he's ever going to be seen standing up again. I'd be shocked if that took place. Yeah. And uh, somewhere I have a link, which, of course, I can't find right now. It was uh, from, I think, the Times Online. They were already connecting him to September 11th terrorists. Uh, so, you know, basically the call goes out to the, to the U.K. Uh, Ministry of Truth. Hey, uh, print something up about uh, some connections to al-Qaeda, will you? And, you know, that's, it's, it, you know it, it's a little too blatant to start that right here, like in the New York Times, although I'm and, sure And, that, you know, sure we have, come. like, right, right now we're running, like, this is the other question you have to ask. We're running a surveillance society. Obama keeps pushing this through. We got the Patriot Act. You can look at anybody, and you got this guy in the army at Fort Hood writing weird stuff on a web blog, wandering around in a dish dash, bitching about the army constantly, apparently. And he nobody has links looks to Al Qaeda. He has All links sudden, to Al Qaeda. 
And now all of a sudden we're finding all this stuff. I mean, where's all this Patriot Act stuff? Where is the uh, research? Where's oh, the? I might want to mention that uh, also going on in uh, some form of that process of the the diagram we can't figure out uh, is the Patriot Act. You know, they're right in the middle of the renewal of that. I mean, that has right. to be renewed very very soon. So you know, that's also going on at the same time. This is an, another another one of those. You know, maybe the um, the uh, the beauty shop uh, bomber wasn't scary enough, so now you know. You know what? Let's uh, create some havoc. And they come. And, and by the way, immediately the first thing that is said in uh, in in the cable news is it's not a terrorist attack, which is almost like a disclaimer on the cigarette packaging. You know, it's like when you say right, draws attention to it. When you say when you say to someone, "Do not forget." The, your brain does not register the word not. Your brain registers the word forget. So when you, you say it is not a terrorist act, what people's brains actually register is terrorist act. Right. I mean, it's this, true. Is, this is this documented. You can't use negative. Uh, ne- your brain will not take a negative. So, you know, so basically. By the way, but fo- folks out there, when you say do not forget, you never say tell somebody not to you forget. You say remember. Say, tell them to remember. Remember, exactly. Remember to get the milk. <laughs> hey, it worked. <laughs> I can have pancakes. Uh, I'll put that link in the show notes for some reason. I can't find it right now. Uh, but the, you know, they had already figured out that this guy was, you know, his mom was buried someplace where some, uh, some other guys were. And yeah, he's Palestinian crazy. too, by the way. Oh, just, suppose, just, just, just Jordan, worse. but with a Palestinian connection. <sighs> oi, oi, oi. So, I, you know what? I guess it wasn't such a, so much of a crackpot theory because you're not against it. But the real thing to look into is the, is what kind of, uh, psychological work is going on. Um, to basically, you know, Mickey and I, we met um, a serviceman on Halloween night around the corner in the bar, this uh, kid named Justin. And uh, he was just a guy who was like an engineer. He welds, whatever. But he had gotten back. He had done three tours, two in Iraq, one in Afghanistan. And you talk to this guy, and you all of a sudden you just see something come over him. It's like a door opened up. And it's it's the most saddening thing to see. You know, he was talking about friendly fire and how he'd seen his own, you know, buddies being shot by a, by a U.S. Cobra helicopter, and 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 you just and he actually went silent and glass-eyed for a minute, but in a very freakish, scary kind of way. I mean, you do not underestimate what's happening here. This yeah, is, this is really, really, really nasty shit. And in fact, it was it's so coincidental because just the other day we were watching what's the name of that John Cusack movie where he. Um, he spoke. It, it, oh crap! Can you look up the name of that movie? It was John Cusack and Hillary Duff. It was. It was. It's a, so, supposed to be a comedy, but of course, it's really. It has an underlying message. Hold on, John Cusack, Hillary Duff. It was a. It was a fantastic movie. War Inc. War Inc. It was on HBO. It's probably still running. You must see this movie. It, it totally shows you what I believe to be an exaggerated version of the reality of what is happening in these wars run mainly, by the way, by companies like Blackwater and other consultancies and private security firms. And what's really going on, and of course, at the end of the day, it's all about money and drugs and uh, mob-like practices. 
Well, great movie. Great freaking movie. Okay, so I'll, I'll watch it. But anyway, one more thing about this guy, that, and there's one more little anomaly that keeps getting overlooked with, in the body count. There was a civilian that was shot and killed. Uh, yeah, because there, the, there was some kind of graduation ceremony going on, wasn't there? Who was it? I don't know. They haven't released the names of anybody. They've gone out of their way to only release two names for some reason. Hmm. And it's civilian. All of a sudden, a civilian's dead. You know, this could have been a, a hit for all you know. Yeah, that could have been too. Well, you know what? We're just not going to know. Certainly not right now. No, we're never going to. We're never going to find out. But for sure, it doesn't add up. I do not like the fact that there were two sp- suspects who were let go almost immediately. That makes no sense. Right. Anyway. Okay. So now, so I'm did you at- did you win the bet? Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, there were actually there was really no bet. I was just joking because we all <laughs> knew you were going to come up with a crackpot theory. But, that, but it's not so crackpot, is it? Yeah, well, I was hoping for something more weird, like the guy was a moon man. He came from Venus. No, and I'll th- I'll th- dropped I'll th- off from a flying saucer. <laughs> no, I'll throw I'll throw in the crackpot one, which is not that crackpotty. But do some research on MK Ultra. Well, everybody knows about MK Ultra. That was in the '60s. It was so it's long. It's still ago. going on. It says you. So, uh, I lost my thing here. Oh, here it is. No, I guess not. Do you want to talk about some donations? Yeah, let's talk about some donations. So, again, I want to thank everybody for your contributions, uh, contributing to the $1,000 donation to Interplast. You know, I do, I do give away a lot of this money, by the way. Websites that I visit that had to do a lot of research, I'll always you know, hit them up with 50 or or 100 bucks. You know, if anyone's got a PayPal, which is kind of like a sub-economy. I, I like it. You know, it's, and by it's the way, the anybody flowing. who has money left over in their PayPal account, is, you're welcome to send it to us. It's yeah. actually a good way to it, clean it, out the it account. It really does help. And God, you know, I think, John, maybe the only way to get the type of money that we need to actually be able to do this full-time, and you would give up a lot, right? You'd give up some of your speaking engagements and other stuff to be able to do, do this more full-time? Or well, I'd I'm probably not. be able to do more speeches if we get, did it full time. <laughs> We'd be on the circuit, John. <laughs> it's a nice shoehorn for more money. Uh, maybe we just have to do that, and then people will catch up with us. Maybe. So let's go over some people. Okay, well, $50. A uh, uh, fellow wants to just mention his website. He's an indie music guy. Check it out. He's got some pretty good tunes if you like what he does www.dereklorin, D-E-R-E-K-L-O-R-I-N.com, uh, $50. And then we have a $100 donation from Chasen, or Chasen, Chasen, I guess, uh, Rosdilski, or Rosdilski, or mm-hmm. Rosdilski, one of the two. But the interesting thing is he's from Canada, and he's from the Paris of Canada, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I've never been there, but people keep telling me it's the Paris of Canada. The Paris of Canada, no less. Yeah, apparently it's got it's like an old. It's like Paris was in the fifties. I guess a lot of coffee mm. places, or I don't know. Everyone says you got to go. So it's college. Let's town. go there. We should go up there. We should the go. Hang out. I'd love to go to Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Uh, Allison Hamill, who calls herself a chick, by the way. Yo. Uh, Do we have a count of twenty-one then? I think this is twenty-two, isn't it? Wow. Nice. Could be 20, 20 woke gear or 21. Nice. Somebody probably stopped listening anyway. And she's in Brandson, Mississippi, which me, is interesting because we have actually two donors from Mississippi. Let me just, uh, let me just jump in here with a, a note from Jay Won't Dart. He's our vegan in residence. 
And uh, he says, I'm seriously, he's already donated. He says, I'm seriously considering becoming a knight if you guys will do one task for me. Are you ready, John? So that means $1,000 for the cause. Yeah. If we eat vegan for a week. Uh, we'll tell him to bring a vegan over and we'll eat him. He's <laughs> that would not be vegan. <laughs> that would be meat eating. <laughs> would you, are you game? Are you ready to go oh, yeah, vegan, I can for do a vegan week? for a week? I can do vegan for a week. No yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, we'll but, decide. We'll, we'll push that off, but we will do it. No, uh, don't push it off. Let's do it. I'm not going to do it now. I got meat thawing. <laughs> Hold on a second. Whoa, that's the opening of the show if I ever heard it. <laughs> I've got meats thawing. <laughs> so Allison Hamill gave us fifty two fifty. Uh and then we in from Canberra, Australia, Ruben Zhang or Zhang, uh probably pronounced Shang. Uh Z H A N G. Fifty three thirty three. Uh Todd Simmons, Queensland, Australia, almost got in as executive producer at 169.69. And he's in Queensland. Todd Simmons, 169.69. I think he's trying to make a point there. Um, Rick Hansen in Seattle, $50. Oh, by the way, Pat in SoCal, send Rory his book back. Damn it. James Briscoe, we mentioned before, uh, 233.63, and I'll get to an explanation for that uh, shortly. Wes Little in McGee, Mississippi. This makes two people from Mississippi that... that McGee! And he gave a 60, and of course, Travis Wynn is still on the lead. Do you notice, John, that there's very little from the big cities in general? Well, Rick Hansen's in Seattle. Okay. That's a big city. Yeah, it's a big city. But still, you know, like, you know, New York... Very no, we, I don't think we've ever gotten a donation from New York. Los we Angeles, had, you know. Uh, I don't think we've, we've ever had San a donation. San Francisco proper. Never. And by the way, where's Berkeley in all of this? Oh, Hello, they're, they're Berkeley. They're not going to listen to this show. Hello, Berkeley. They're Obama bots. Berkeley! All right, here we go. James Briscoe. I'm just going to read the note. Yet another donation from your sole Long Island listener in Gitmo Central. Since my last donation was too, quote unquote, complicated for you to follow, <laughs> here's how I arrived at my latest donation. Then he has a then he has a subdirectory, CD slash Satitude slash NA slash casts. And in parents, he says, contains all the shows up until 1115 for my private no agenda stream to listen to at work. Speaking of which, what's taking you guys so long to set this up? It took me an hour just to download the shows and a trivial amount of time to set up Shoutcast. And here's the calculation. 512 sum equals cat star dot mp3 slash sha 512 sum hugs. Dollars <laughs> equals 512 sum mod 250. Cents equals 512 sum mod 42 plus 24. That is how he got 233.63. You know what? I don't care what it means. I'm just happy. And he is the executive producer of No Agenda 146, and I appreciate it. And yet, you know what? Yes, it's not hard to set up a shoutcast server and drop some shows into a directory, but the whole point is to make it come alive. This is the art that John and I possess. A dying art, I might add, seeing as radio has been, uh, been pulled to shit thanks to Clear Channel and uh, Sirius XM and all these playlist type stations. That's why streaming radio has never really taken off because it's just playlists. You need to have the art of programming behind it and that actually takes a lot of work. It takes time. It takes looking at feedback, looking at uh, listener behavior and always having something fresh. Now we have the added disadvantage of not knowing 
if you're in uh, which time zone you're in. So it's very, very complicated to set this up properly. In fact, I'd love to have uh, a, an East Coast feed, a Gitmo East feed, a Gitmo West feed. There's a whole bunch of things that come into place. It's not as simple. The technology is not the problem. It's the actual hours in the day that you need to put in to make this worth listening to. Otherwise, yeah, you might as just, you know, go ahead, publish your directory, and people can just listen to it from there. I mean, that stuff is easy. What we're talking about is a real entertainment information experience. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is... John C. Dvorak's pet peeve of the day. Sorry, I was channeling you for a moment. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah. Um, Andrej Kelka... I just want to mention one of our uh, uh, donators who uh, comes in at a monthly $5 a month level. And he's from the Czech Republic. And um, he goes in this whole thing about you know, when you're supposed to use the, so not uh, with Ukraine. It would be Ukraine, not the Ukraine. Uh, but since he's in the, the Czech Republic, he says, you know, you spell uh, uh, the prime minister's name, V-A-C-L-A-V, but you do not pronounce it Vaclav. You pronounce it uh, Vaslav, Klaus. Is it Vaslav? It's Vaslav. The okay. C apparently is pronounced as an S. So I appreciate that. And I'll tell you what, I have only heard it pronounced as Vaclav in the United States, and I hate it when people don't even get the basics of the name right. So thanks for that. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for that correction, uh, Andrej, yeah. which, of course, I'm mur murdering that, too. Yeah, uh, no, we we botch name. We we are actually experts at botching names. Yeah, but, so, we, but we appreciate. But we try five, to do it right. I, I yeah, when somebody course. sends me an explanation, I try to do it. And we appreciate your five dollar uh, donation. That's also yeah, appreciated. We, by the way, anybody out there wants to subscribe to the five dollar monthly thing is a uh, you're please uh, you're welcome. We and that's we do really all we ask for. All the people out there who give ten dollars or forty nine ninety five or five dollars a month and all the rest of it, it all adds up and it's uh you know it's all good. But it's nice to get it's these executive enough, producers. But it's not enough. It's not enough. Not enough. <laughs> no way, no way near is it's not enough. enough. It's, it's, it's good, but it's not enough. <laughs> and by the way, I think I'm going to, you know, when it comes to executive producers, uh, because of the situation last show, anyone who gives over $200, uh, in other words, if we have three people, we're going to have the high man will get the executive producer, and then the other ones will be associate executive producers, which you can, again, and it's it's a fact, by the way, yes. use on your resume. Not only can you use it, but it, it, it looks good. You can get jobs with it, and you, you know we all need some of those. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. So... Vote with your PayPal account and get it on your resume. And if you want, we'll vouch for you. All you have to do is send us the letter. We'll sign it and send it right back to you. Yeah, make sure you get the show number right. Actually, we'll probably post when I after I do this uh, this this organizational thing, whatever GTA or whatever. G it is, GTD, Auto, GTD, right? getting things done. GTD. GT, once, once I run that, then I'll be able to uh, put up some uh, pages that actually list the executive producers for the various shows. And you don't want to have to bother us. You can just point somebody to the web page and say, look, see, I see, executive See, I'm an executive producer. Actually, that's a very good idea, John. We should do this right now. Could you please send me uh, our executive producer's name, and I'll put that in the show notes. Just Skype it to me right now, will you? Just so, so yeah, I don't sure. forget. So I should be doing that. We already, by the way, we also post the chat logs, 
So the full logs of what's going on in the chat room at noagendachat.com is online every week in the show notes. You can go back and see what people are talking about. A lot of good information there. And I will now put at the top of the show this week's um, executive producer and anyone else over $200 gets an associate executive producer credit in the show notes. You are embedded there and uh, codified for all history to see. James Briscoe is our executive producer for this episode yeah that's actually a good idea that way it shows yeah, up that's good. in the uh, but still the, you know, then we don't have to be bothered with these letters <laughs> no i'll do the letters i don't care about the letters. you're lame man you are so lame <laughs> by the way your skype connection degraded significantly in it, the past five day. minutes yeah at least i'm not sounding like a chicken but it happened a few minutes ago like it's all of a sudden it's just uh, crap you 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 too oh really mm-hmm. hmm. sorry it's okay I think they Skype craps out at about an hour. Do you have any more um, any more people to talk about today? No, actually, I don't. I'm uh, I'm. I mean, except for this, uh, I had it. I don't have the link up anymore of that PDF that shows us leaving Iraq, and they have a. Oh no, I, th- I, I was talking about uh, donations. I mean, I, I got. Oh no, that's it. That's we did. That's our donation oh, list. Oh, okay. Well, you know, t- uh, Timothy Geithner is also looking for donate donations. Little Timmy Geithner, of course, is our uh, Treasury Secretary. And uh, he's not liking this limit on a trillion dollars. So while we weren't looking, while we were looking at live coverage of the Mount uh, Mount Hood, of the Fort Hood uh, PR conference, uh, Treasury Secretary Timothy Geithner, before uh, the Financial Services Committee on Wednesday, uh, so he has, you know, there's a new bailout package being put together. It's, uh, it's 1,618 pages in growing, or as some are calling it, tarp on steroids. Uh, in that, uh, so this is, you know, this is another bailout for the financial industry because they're going to need one because let's face it, you know, that yacht is just not doing anymore. You know, the Goldman guys, they've, their yachts are beautiful. So we all need to have some bigger yachts. And, um, the previous bailout, of course, was uh, seven hundred eighty-seven was seven hundred eighty-seven billion dollars, I believe. And um, in this uh, in this new document, I don't know if it's a bill yet or it's a it's a proposal, I guess. There was a, a cap set on the amount of money that uh, could be made available. And uh, when Geithner was asked if he would accept a one trillion dollar limit, which is a thousand billion, so it's a thousand thousand million uh he said no that's no good (laughs) i can't have no cap on that shit brother that's no good so that's also happening uh while we're kind of not looking while we're uh obviously uh, distracted by other things going on which is why you have to listen to your church of no agenda your weekly media assassination and may i just point out that gold briefly touched eleven hundred dollars an ounce we knew that was yeah, coming. Yeah, your prediction is going to go to two thousand. It's going to, so by it's the way, going to the, blow the web, through two thousand. Way the through website, it. The website is dvorak.org slash na or noagendashow.com, and you can link to the uh, donation page. Is, from it, there. is it possible, John? The uh, the buttons we have on noagendashow.com and dvorak.org slash blog. Can people copy those and put them on their own own sites, or can you publish the code so people? Can I can just... uh, publish the code. That would do it. Would you do that, please? Because I, I think that would be very handy. Some a lot Let of me, people hold are on, talking hold on. about. That. I got list number sixteen. <laughs> Gate GTD getting things done. Seriously though, just yeah, well, no, just give me that. the code or whatever. Let's put let's put that in there, man. Well, it's, 
Okay, but let's look. Okay, it's a it's a done deal, not this minute, but it will, will oh. be done. <laughs> That's the it's a done deal getting things done. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a, a done it's deal. new variation. It's a done deal. A new a new time management system by John C. Dvorak. It's a done deal, guaranteed to get you nowhere in life. <laughs> and get and then we got donedeal.com. dot com. Oh, we should get that. That's funny. I'm sure somebody does. Um. So anyway, so that I just thought that was uh, there's a there's a great article by the way in um, what the hell is it? Is that uh, I think it's also yeah, it's the Times Online, uh, which you may want to read. Hold on a second. Let me. Uh, hey, turn down your Mickey. Yeah, my Mickey's making me some uh, coffee. Yeah, uh, I think you're drinking too much. You know, you used to drink tea. Now you're all wired on coffee. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm totally wired. Um, it's a seven-page web page uh, interview with Lloyd Blankfein. He's the chairman and CEO of Goldman Sachs. These guys are on a PR rampage, I might add. And I'm still reading. It's a huge book, uh, The Partnership, which is uh, a pro Goldman Sachs book, talking about how they, you know, what their culture is all about. And uh, and I have to say, did you read that? You read that? Is that no, I've not. No, I've, I've, oh, dude, I haven't finished it. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a big ass. It's like Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged. Oh, he gets it in again. Um, at one point in this interview, <clears throat> he says, hey, I'm just a banker doing God's work, which is almost as good as the ball cancer comment as far as I'm concerned. Um, but fascinating to read about the about this company. And they really believe that they are doing good. And they really believe that it's awesome that they have all the, you know, that ex-Goldman Sachsers are uh, in the treasury and uh, important advisors and uh, not just in the in the US by the way in the UK as well and they think it's awesome and they think that they're actually doing good and i have to say when you read through it you know it it's um well compelling is not the right word but you if you read it from their point of view you can see how kind of misguided they are <laughs> it's like okay i i understand where you're coming from they just care about money that's all yeah, they don't care about the country or the people or anybody else. No, but it's one, no, no, it's one hundred percent about money. And you know, so, if, if you believe in it, then uh, fine. Then uh, yeah, it's a, their religion. So uh, people, I'm going to put this on the blog, and I and I think we'll post a link to uh, the Lord Monkton. Oh yes, uh, he he's been challenging Al Gore, hasn't he now? Yeah, but he also has a nice, you know, apparently in the Appendix 1, page 34, or something like that, it's under in this crazy thing that they're going to do in Copenhagen. Well, well yeah, th this is what I've been telling you, is that they're going to sign this treaty, and if Obama signs it, then basically the sovereignty of the U.S. is gone, and with the the whimsical call of the G20 or whoever, and this is to really, you know, cap and trade will look like peanuts compared to what's coming down with this thing. That's coming up December, I think, 8th through 16th or whatever, yeah, the Copenhagen uh, treaties, which is all U.N.-based crap, is uh, extremely frightening. Yeah, so uh, take a look at this video uh, and, uh, you know, decide for yourself. This video? Com complain. <clears throat> the video, Lord, Lord Monkton spoke on the 14th in St. Paul, Minnesota, and apparently went over the details of the sovereignty sign And what are we doing up. instead? At Copenhagen, this December, weeks away, a treaty will be signed. Your president will sign it. Most of the third world countries will sign it because they think they're going to get money out of it. Most of the left-wing regimes around the world, like the European Union, will rubber stamp it. Virtually nobody won't sign it. 
I have read that treaty. And by the way, John, find me a copy of the treaty. I want to read that. I looked on their website. I couldn't find it at all. There's, there's no link to any treaty. At it. Well, I want to see it because this is what I love doing. This is what this is why I they take the money. They don't want you to see it. I want to read it. Find, please, somebody find that and email it to me. What it says is this: that a world government is going to be created. Yeah. Okay. So he's just been listening to no agenda right there. I mean, that's no news. The word government actually appears as the first of three purposes of the new entity. The second purpose is the transfer of wealth from the countries of the West to, to, to the third world third countries world, yeah. in satisfaction of what is called coyly a climate debt because we've been burning CO2 and they haven't and we've been screwing up the climate. We haven't been screwing up the climate, but that's the line. So wait a minute, John. This sounds like economic hitman time where they send the money over there, but they don't really send it. They send the money and say, well, you have this money and you can use it, but you have to use our Western companies and our uh, Western financial system to take advantage of the finance, right? That, that would make sense. Yeah, okay. And the third purpose of this new entity, this government, is enforcement. How many of you think that the word election or democracy or vote or ballot occurs anywhere in the 200 pages of that treaty? Quite right, right. it doesn't appear. Okay, excellent. I'll put this in the show notes at noagendashow.com. Of course, yeah, I've seen this video. Um, I have brought this up a couple times on the show, but now, of course, that it's too late for us to do anything. <laughs> is, is we have it, the video. When it, yeah. <laughs> hey, film at 11. <laughs> we have a world government. Stay tuned, film at 11. So if anyone can find this document, uh, I, I, this Moncton dude. Hey, Mickey, you're really loud today, darling. <laughs> People are now actually complaining. She is. Uh... <laughs> Turn down your Mickey. You're supposed to be done by 11. You said you would be. It's re- <laughs> no, she is anything like anything but that, dude. You're so no, but I like doing that character. I don't care. Okay. Uh, please, if you have a copy of this, uh, send it uh, to me, adamatmevio.com. And, uh, well, we could go on for um, quite a while, I guess, but I think, uh, John, we shouldn't because uh, I think our time is up. Yeah, I think our time is up. Yeah. But, but I, I have, want to remind people to go to Dvorak.org slash NA or NoAgendaShow.com and help us out for the next show that we do, which will be highlighting some, I don't know, what do you think is going to be happening? Uh, oh, you're going to see V. I'm going to see V. And you know what we didn't do today? We didn't do a single story about swine flu. I'm very proud of us. It, which is interesting because I have a story sitting oh, here. I, I have, I have like five stories. <laughs> It'll be Swine Flu Thursday. It'll be Swine Flu Thursday, and we've got some good stuff, including uh, government lies. Someone pointed out to me, uh, actually it was, it was Will the hairdresser. He said, uh, I love the swine flu because it actually means when pigs fly. I'm like, wow, that's pretty deep. Huh. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah, so it is The funny. swine flu, when pigs fly. Yeah. There's something very deep in there. My brain is hurting from it. I think I need to make a new list. Yes, I'm on list 14. Coming to you from the minimum security containment cell housing the Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation, West San Francisco, California, I'm Adam Curry. And from sunny Silicon Valley North, where it rained a few days ago, but now it's sunny again, I'm John C. Dvorak. On Thursday, we'll bring you the swine flu edition of the show, When Pigs Fly, right here on No Agenda. (laughs) 